Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 164, episode 5 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, unfortunately. It's Friday, December 18th, 2020, 33 days until January 20th. Patrick Ewing days until January 20th. Uh, there were, uh, and this is something I've been doing uh in the past two episodes, not just uh, because of today's guest, but uh, there were zero new COVID cases in New Zealand yesterday uh, and zero deaths since late September. There were 13 new COVID cases in Victoria, Australia, uh, continue to be zero deaths in the month of December. And in the U.S., uh, there were 245,000 new cases, 3,611 deaths, uh, a new high uh, or... 1-9-11 by dinner time on the East Coast. So I'm going to have to stop using 9-11 as the corollary, but that seems to be what the media does. So just to put things in perspective, we really drastically, cata- catastrophically fucked this one up. Um, yeah. They say 83,000 yeah. people will probably die before Trump is out of office. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, well, my name is Jack O'Brien, oh, a.k.a. Right, right. It's a beautiful morning. Ah, think I'll host this podcast with Miles. Send Dan Files. Ah, that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi Man and the Rascals. I love that band name, the Rascals. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Okay, wow. I had to go out of body and channel Eddie Kendricks right there. Oh my God, Eddie Kendrick, my goodness, uh, the falsetto had to come through. That was the closest I've come to seeing God. And shout out <laughs> to, oh my God, the Discord. I see I was seeing this when I was getting music, I, or getting nervous. I had to rehearse, but J Music Chicago, I see you. Thank you J for music that, AKA. Chicago. For the One Temptations of version of Silent Night. Um, man, I, I thought you started too high. I thought you started too high, but you pulled no, it off, man. You, you landed the plane. Beauteous. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined by a real dick. Yeah. Uh, a real, real jerk who yeah. uh, we're not going to take it from. Probably the most uh, hated his guest smug we've had. New Zealand shit. Yeah. Uh, he is the hilarious, the talented, the I legendary guess. Guess. Guy Montgomery. Yeah, honored to be here as a, a man on the ground, um, just checking <laughs> in, in heaven. What's it yeah, like making sure my mad lads are doing okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> the mad lads. I cannot. Be- I just cannot believe how, just as a you know binary, looking at the U.S. and New Zealand how different things are going because the latest the news story i woke up to or yesterday this morning was that yeah new zealand's economy has bounced back in the third quarter surges out of recession in v-shaped recovery like it's all happening it's all come everything's coming up kiwi right now that's right and i i would like to accept a huge amount of responsibility for that injecting yeah. what limited disposable income i have into <laughs> your local cafes Occasional <laughs> flights to different cities, you know, domestic tourism, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah. It is uh, life as usual in New Zealand. And I will right. say, I'm honored and flattered that you guys are checking in with our news. 
Yeah. So really, has America bothered to keep their finger on the, the thrumming pulse of the oh, happenings yeah. of Aotearoa New Zealand? And then now you guys are schooled up. And, you know, this is maybe a first in um, uh, transnational relations, but I, I barely know what's going on over there. Fellas, oh, really? i got to tell you, <laughs> the amount of um, American, like pretty much since your election, remember that? Really mm-hmm. efficient little piece of democracy you guys exercised <laughs> over there. But since the outcome of that, there's just been like, it's like the entire nation has just been slowly turning the dial down. On, on the US? On the oh, US. To the point that guys. like, if I skim read the local newspapers or g- generally the news, you guys, it's like, it's, it's really odd. I hadn't actually thought about it. But there, I mean, and I think part of it is that Trump's not being given the oxygen he once was. Right. It's sort of like this low-level thrumming anxiety, even from down here, has just has just been um, shown the door. Yeah, I think it's a combination uh, is, of being too much of a bummer to tell people about. Like, yeah, you know that that thing, that dumpster fire, still somehow the flames are getting bigger. I thought, yeah, I, how um, that was, yeah, that was the analogy I thought during your election. It was like America was voting between a um, a massive kerosene fire and a bucket of water. And right. you guys voted for the bucket of water, but it's, yeah, it's, it. not, it's, it's not a big enough bucket. But yeah, I'm tapped now, into it, New Zealand for sure. Is this a return to what things were like before the Trump administration, or is this even quiet for uh, New Zealand's? <laughs> Honestly, America? the way that the way that uh, we are the, the way that people consume news and information now, I, I cannot cast my mind back that far for <laughs> right? a, a, rele- yeah. a relevant comparison. The but, before yeah. times. It, yeah. it it feels um like I haven't spoken to people in America for or actually you know been on a Zoom call with people in America for a while and it is a it is um because it, it's hard to not sound like a total ass when talking <laughs> about life in New Zealand but it's just like yeah you just you're just doing your you're doing your business you know you're out and about you're doing your business and you don't have the same volume of time in which you're just looking at a computer for new information about what's happening and so. I, I feel less informed. And honestly, fellas, feels really good. Feels really good. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, <laughs> do, we, do, do we look a little more dead behind the eyes than the people you've been uh, interacting with on a daily basis over there? Yeah, the energy's a little different. Uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah. But it's, 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 it's great to be here. And, you know, like, it's, it's, a, it's a process, but surely you've got to feel as though you're turning some, some sort of corner. The numbers are we're bad, not. and you're going into winter. <laughs> yeah, but we're turning the corner in the wrong direction. Uh, yeah. I know, but it's like, you know, you've got the, the knowledge. This must be the worst <laughs> corner, and then you think, well, once we're around this corner, surely there's a, a much God. more mild yeah corner yeah to come. and then we realize we're in a maze of just fucking <laughs> brutality we're like wait they're just it's just all corners and each one worse than the last and then you wake up the next morning and you're uh jack nicholson from uh from the shining just frozen solid uh exactly yeah well guy we you are giving us life uh we appreciate you yeah. uh giving us a little beam of sunshine from wellington uh, from is my new washington Yes, mm. uh, and, and, you know they'll be they'll be overwhelmed to hear that. I know, I know. <laughs> it took me it took took me a while for to build the courage to say that on mic, but I did. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about getting that second stimulus check. It, it might actually be happening. Uh, we'll we'll talk about why it might actually be happening. We'll talk about. Uh, why, like the the president, uh, who's still our president guy, uh, despite the mm. fact that you guys have turned the volume down on him, is reportedly uh, having just a long, prolonged, to quote an advisor of his, a uh, fucking temper tantrum. And the advisor speculates he's going to leave. He's just lashing out. But some people don't think so. Uh, he might have to be dragged out, and uh, he's also going to dr- be dragged out throwing out pardons. We'll talk about that. Uh, why his plan to move to Mar-a-Lago might be in jeopardy. Uh, we'll talk about Dan Crenshaw just because, you know, we, we've we seen the 
fun Avengers meme Crenshaw, uh, but uh, and not not that he's uh, great, but uh, I, I do want to talk about like how, what he does when he's not uh, putting out viral videos. Uh, we'll talk about the former CIA director's uh, take on those UFO videos, um, and of course, America's favorite Gatorade flavor. All of that, plenty more. Uh, but first, guy, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's mm. revealing about who you are? Uh, well, as recently as yesterday, in my search history, I looked up um, knots to kilometers per hour converter. Yeah. You know what, do you know what knots are? Nautical gonna... miles per hour, right? Ridiculous system. I just don't understand <laughs> why we can't have one universal unit of speed that we all go, okay, so that's exactly how fast that thing is. But the, the reason right. I was researching knots is because um, we are currently here in New Zealand, specifically actually in Auckland, New Zealand, hosting a, a sailing boat regatta called the America's Cup, named <laughs> after your uh, fine home nation. And um, there are all these big boats and all these people, uh, they're on the boats. And the boats, you guys, they're going so fast. These boats are going so <laughs> fast. And I was like, God damn, how fast are these boats going? And then someone said to me, you know, like 45, 50 knots. And I thought, I have no use for that information. And so I, um, I researched it. And that was upwind. And a, a, a knots to kilometers converter is one kilometer per hour, which also is a system... You don't use. I've just realized. Right, right. You use miles. I should have. Thank I should you. have looked up. I should. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You just ask Miles, and he tells you. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> it's a busy job. Anyway, pretty much. It turns out that uh, a knot, one knot, is one point eight five kilometers per hour, and one point eight five kilometers per hour, I guess, is probably just shy of three miles per hour. But this is what I'm talking okay. about. We need a system that works for everyone. It's like yeah. 1.15 miles per hour, which I always assumed that not, knots was like slower because boats go slower than land vehicles or something, but it's actually like it undercounts how fast the yeah. thing is going. 45 so, knots is actually 52 miles per hour. And that's and these are the, what I want to emphasize is these boats are not motorized. And so when you see them going that fast, you think that you think, "Wow, that's fast." Right. right, you know, without a motor, I can't run that fast, and I can run fast, fellas. It, yeah, just, I've heard. We've heard tell of that. Have you I actually? Just, just no. reading the way this was like done, it just seems like we should abandon this system of measurement. Like it's from the 17th century when people were yeah. like, there was a coil of rope with uniformly spaced knots. Attached to a piece of wood shaped like a slice of pie, this is, this is the piece of wood was lowered from the back of the ship and allowed to float behind it. The line was allowed to pay out freely from the coil as the piece of wood fell behind the ship for a specific amount of time. When the specific time had passed, the line was pulled up and the number of knots on the rope between the ship and the wood were counted. So that is so good. Come on now, we can. So it's pass. not. It doesn't stand for nautical miles per hour. From it's a literally knot. a bunch of knots that they're throwing out. And I would like to say that Miles' cursory glance at it then also is an insight into who I am and how I am because I just looked up literally the the unit measurement calculator <laughs> right. once well, and that then makes, left well, it alone and forgot about it. But you were answering a very important question because someone says 45 knots. You're like, I don't know. That looks fast to me based on how I normally make sense of speed, yes. which is kilometers per hour. And then what? I'm just sort of like, how the fuck? Like, because you always want to know, like, usually there people come and be like, it's actually better because it's it's based on this and like the way the water works. But if we're looking back and based on this, we're saying we're talking about counting literal knots in a piece of rope that we were hanging out the back of a ship on a piece of wood. <laughs> I feel like we owe science uh a little bit more than to just hold on to this. Uh you know, but the boat people but like the the yachting people, they're so um they they love history. They're all like rich old nerds, you know. They won't let go of their language. Yeah. Pathetic. Of course. Fuck man, I just looked up not it, like the Wikipedia and it has to do with there's also a uh like airspeed for planes are measured in knots and it like changes right. based on 
the altitude, longitude, latitude, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess that very... probably makes sense for like if you're a pilot, because for, for us, we're thinking like, I don't know, I'm sitting down. Why don't you just call it one speed? Right. But like that's from the perspective of a passenger, <laughs> not a pilot. And we're like, well, actually, it's very important to know the speeds at those different altitudes. But right. I'm like, come on, just say pick a speed. Right. Yeah. So it's speed relative to the air around you as opposed to relative to the ground, I guess. Would it, would it be? I don't know. Am I a Scientologist? <laughs> I don't know, Miles. You read that one paragraph on the Wikipedia. I don't know. Yeah, page, right? I, yeah. A panic Google search rendered that answer, but I can't go past that. This is a podcast. Come on, now, people yes. know. Uh, guy, what is something you think is underrated? Uh, look, well, I, I this one goes out to um to all of your country folk, and I, I would actually like to say that I think uh, staying indoors. Vastly, vastly underrated. You gotta mm. love it. Indoors? You kidding me? You been out there? Ah, it's <laughs> horrible. Nasty yeah. stuff. But indoors, you got all your creature comforts: a fridge, a, a vessel in which you can pour liquid, perhaps a plate on which you can put food, a screen to just while away your your waking hours. This indoors is truly so patronizing, guy. This is someone very patronizing. Coming from that guy who. Who literally the guy who goes out there to regattas, talking to people, asking questions, fucking hanging out at hanging the America's out. Cup, like <laughs> asking questions about knots to miles yeah. per hour, and then he's I'm over here saying like we're looking no, at you positivity rates by the by county. We're like, what part right. of the city is? Go- uh, also, I just it sounds like like when a king like is telling like the poppers how like how good they have it. It's like, right. oh, this is really gruel, if you think about gruel it, gruel is delicious. Wow, wow, look at this, and you have wood to burn as well. That is neat. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> That's right. So the the great indoors. A huge shout out to my yeah. favorite place on earth. Have you spent not, yeah. have you spent much time outside since you were freed? Do you, do outdoors. You, have you, well, outdoors? funnily enough, that's my um that's my overrated. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Out outdoors. Ugh, Tell us about yuck. it. Exposed to the elements. If it's windy, you're gonna know about that. And if it's raining, you'll be wet. But mm. <laughs> indoors, you're sheltered from the wind and you're so nice and dry. And outdoors, you get the the sun'll burn you. The mm-hmm. sun. What is responsible for all the power in the world? It'll also burn you. Just downright disrespectful. No, if I had it my way, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave the house. Oh man, that feels good. See, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'll take that with me into the holidays. I go, hey man, I don't know. Yeah. In New Zealand, where they're back to normal, they're saying outside kind of sucks. So that's right. Yeah, and you're also maybe. at risk of of running into people. Like yeah. you know, one That's of the things worst. that I forgot about say less actually is, um, off of that is, <laughs> is uh is small talk. You know when you run into someone yeah. and you gotta oh, you gotta talk about your ah uh, it's so bad. The first time I had to do it after uh, one of our, our lockdowns, I saw someone at a cafe and I was like, Ah, oh, there's a reason that we didn't talk at all while we were in our houses. Because unless <laughs> this incidental thing happens, we got nothing. And I came back and right. I told my partner, I said I I realized I don't like small talk. And she's like, what are you talking about? You're, you're great at small talk. And I said, yeah, it's not me. It's not me I'm worried about. That's I'm going, I would kill to run into me. It's everyone else. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to oh, do? Oh, man. How about this COVID stuff? That's my, mm. that's my opening yeah, yeah. gambit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love the lack of running into people. Although I, mm. I, the one time I ran into someone, luckily it was like someone that was like close to me, like a friend's older brother who I knew really well. So it was more like, hey, look at you. Oh, see, yeah, I like those that. Are, those ones feel really good. Those are life affirming. But the ones yeah. were like, I'm high. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Exactly. That's, like my, that's like the old basketball coach from my high school. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Get me the fuck away. Like, I'm putting three that's masks right. on and like walking into shit because I can't see anything. It's such a good articulation face. of it. It's so yeah. obscene, like how outsized the response is to seeing someone you're vaguely familiar with. Like, ah, I don't want to navigate five yeah. sentences with this person. Which is yeah. wild because, like, you don't really care about them, but that the resp- like the energy, the, the panic you feel, mm. of being like, I can't engage them. We're both yeah. better off, even if we see each other. We're not going to feel bad that we ignored each other. We're not. That's just the reality. Yeah. So let's just, you know, 
run. I'm just going to leave my grocery cart here and it's, just run to the corner of the grocery store. It's interesting though, because when you move cities or whatever, like the measure of how homely a place feels, or I always think of a huge benchmark for sort of you know having your feet on the ground as a as a resident of that place is when you start having incidental run-ins. You're like, oh shit! Right. Like I know people here. This is what it feels like to to set up my stall in this place. But then you know you you live there long enough and it becomes too much. You got your basketball coach to worry about, etc. Uh, <laughs> High school that basketball or old coach. geometry teachers like always catch them getting the four pack of mini Sutter home wine bottles and a microwavable dinner. It's I'm doing rough, great. Y'all. No, yeah. I can't. I can't even. I don't even want. I don't even. I can't. I cannot. I cannot go up to old teachers. It's there's something just like I was kind of I was shithead in high school sometimes. So sometimes you'll be like, oh, you doing well now? Are you okay? And I cannot. Yeah. But anyway, that's why he always wears Zeitgeist gear, d- daily Zeitgeist gear. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, go. yeah, for your information, Mr. Spelta, <laughs> I'm doing pretty fucking good. I got a podcast, all right? Yeah. Where and I mentioned all... your cool math teacher that said, get <laughs> radical geometry. with a square <laughs> root symbol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's a geometric observation, Miles, from you on this day? I don't know. Um, but actually, we did fuck, start bro. out talking about knots. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, right. Exactly. Mm, yeah, geometry does around. play into this. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. And we're back. And so are the stimulus checks. Hell yeah. Kind of. Uh, half as big uh, as before. And yeah, late. Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Doing the bare, literal, literal bare, bare ass minimum. minimum. Yeah. Nothing, could not do less. Because um, a long time we're like, are we going to get checks? Because they're talking about how the big thing that he was holding on to was this corporate liability shield. Basically saying... Uh, destitute working people who need relief will not get cash unless we can ensure that no one can sue a company for being reckless and greedy and possibly, uh, you know, having their business business practices lead to an infection for an employee or a customer. That was the hill that he wanted to die on. He suddenly gave that up and was like, you know what? Let's maybe talk relief here. And of course. You know, we're talking about a sentient douchebag that's powered by corporate donations. So it didn't arrive at this conclusion based on something like human decency, because it's all about Mitch McConnell power playing and shit like that. So his whole thing is not having anything to do with that. Quote, Mr. McConnell said that Senators Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue, who are both facing runoffs in January that will determine which party controls the Senate, were, quote, getting hammered. For Congress's failure to deliver more pandemic aid to struggling Americans, particularly the direct payments, and that enacting the measure could help them. That's why. Mm. Because of of David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. Um, So, and now we're at 600 or maybe 700. There's still things being hashed out, but that seems to be the amount that people will get, including children. And then that'll top out at $2,400 per household as of right now. He will treat constituents and the American people as much like shit as he can get away with while maintaining power. Seems Betwe- like yeah, the- but be- between yeah. Uh, their opportunity to exercise their democratic right to vote, and then he'll go, I know I can clear this very low bar I've set myself. Right. What about right. this? And then mm-hmm. you get what you want, and you go back to how you were. You know, I'm starting to think this Mr. McConnell guy is up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's true. And the relief bill is really, it's, you know, it, there's a lot of things that people need and want. So I, I, I want to point those things out before I probably start having a meltdown about what isn't in there. So, you know, the first, this there was a bill passed, I think, back in fucking May that left, that was that was ready to be signed into by Mitch McConnell. But again, he couldn't protect his corporate fucking bays so he did not want to go through with it and also suddenly he thinks he knows if people need 1200 or 600 dollars when you're a fucking millionaire like bill gates doesn't even know the fucking cost of laundry detergent so how the fuck are these millionaires going to tell people what relief looks like um but there will be an additional 300 dollars per week on top of whatever state unemployment benefits people are receiving uh there will be an extension overall of unemployment benefits because that program was like set to sunset um, and then there is also going to be funds for schools, vaccine distribution, extending a moratorium um, on evictions, more PPP loans, 
But the big thing that's missing is a lot of funding that goes to the municipalities, like at the state and local level, because that's those places are really struggling. And without those payments, it's going to be very difficult to have like the kinds of meaningful relief that, you know, a city can provide its citizens as well, because everyone has just been blowing through money um, without getting any, you know, substantial relief. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is still ongoing. Negotiations, negotiations are still ongoing. And this might not be resolved until the beginning of next week, but it's all just a very cynical, you know, low ball move. And you also just wish that the, you know, Chuck Schumer might say something more than like, well, maybe this is the best we can do. Like, you know, $1,200 was already a low bar for people. Yeah. So and the fact that we're out. halving that is just fucking barbaric. It's fucked up. And it completely doesn't acknowledge like what people whose backs against the walls what that means, the difference between twelve and six hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. It's enormous. And this the idea is that this is going to hold them over for how long? Like this is I don't know. This, yeah. I mean I the no last idea. one was what, nine eight months since yeah. the last one? Mm -hmm. So yeah. And that was twelve hundred dollars for that many months, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So the the wild thing too is like the math that they're using. Uh, for like these unemployment benefits, like the $300 a week that people are getting, they cut that program by four weeks. Normally it was, it was going to be a 16 week extension, but they made it 12. And then, so now that's $1,200 of that unemployment money to give to like people who are even beyond the unemployment level. Like the way they're just like shrinking an existing thing to carve out a little more money for their thing. It's not actual additional relief. It's just this fucked up math they're doing and number crunching. And uh, again, it's this, these are the reasons why we have such ills again, because, you know, you think of most of the senators are actually literally millionaires and right. mm. the debates around the like what constitutes effective relief for people is really just it's sad to hear and even hear these people negotiate these things because these these dollar amounts are afterthoughts to them. But they're so this like faux austerity that like the Republicans are suddenly interested in things. It's just it's. It's it's tragic to see, especially at a time when, you know, uh, COVID rates are spiking and they're still trying to say, like, stay home and don't go out and maybe right. work or I don't know. <sighs> mm. Yeah. Do the responsible thing while we, you know, let you starve, essentially. And then they get frustrated with the people for, you know, not it's, not following the rules. It's yeah, a bunch it's of like selfish people in a windowless room. Right. Sort of deciding what to give people mm -hmm. outside of the room. They can't see. They don't know what's happening. Right. So they're like, ah, this is, you know, that'll do. do. Yeah. I mean, I still think about like Nancy Pelosi's $24,000 freezer that she has. Right. Now, this is what we're talking about. Like, this is, I'm, you know, I think most people listening to this show have no fucking idea who don't even probably don't even have a $24,000 fucking car, you know, right. like a thing that is vital to commute and make money with. That we're dealing with people with such excessive amounts of money, they're at that point where they go, "Fuck it, yeah, what's twenty four k on a fucking freezer?" That is such yep. a level of opulence that Americans will never fucking know. Yet we, these are the people who we're trusting to synthesize what's happening in the country and then be like, "This is what relief is going to be," even gotta, though I've got yeah all this other money. You got to imagine it. She never gets um her ice cream never gets that uh. Ice burn. Freezer burn? Yeah, no, no, yeah never, freezer never. burn, yes. That, that, I mean, must be that must be nice. Oh, yeah. it's top because of the line, sub-zero. When you do have it and it's all you, you get that icy crunch, you think, this isn't what it's like in the store. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know about this. I mean, there's uh, that theory on class that people, you know about the class that's directly above you and the class that's directly below you, but you're not aware really in any real sense of the class that's like two above you or two below you. Mm. Um and two below Nancy Pelosi are the people that she is uh supposed to be trying to help and she just has no concept of what life for them like they might as well be fictional characters to her. Um, and by the sound of things, two below Nancy Pelosi, even on the sliding scale of how people are doing, are like they're not they're not the most hard up for it either. Like no, right, exactly. You know. Two yeah. below Nancy Pelosi is Jason Derulo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's where it ends, you know. Right. And it's and the other thing is too, like 
even if you have experienced uh like some bit of like upward mobility uh economically it chances are if you started at a certain place and worked amongst people who were like actually working people too you you can some you can take those things with you most of the time unless you're decades removed but this is the other thing too we have so many people who just come out of this like I went to Harvard and now I'm in like office. I'm a lawyer. I'm a business person that the sense of like what it means to like earn money in the same way that, you know, 97% of the country does is just completely abstract to a lot of these people as well. Yeah. Their, their main concern is people thinking that they earned the money that they inherited and like making it seem like, uh, yeah, yeah that's what they're it's insecure about, for, not for where their next meal is coming from. It's impossible for them to actually understand the value of right. money. Like yes, a number is a number like twelve hundred or six hundred is just an abstract notion to them. It's like right, you know, yeah, yeah. What, what was what, what was the politician who was like throw away your iPhone and buy more milk or something? Like he just had such a skewed concept of how much things cost. I feel like it might have oh. been Lindsey Graham, but. Uh, there's been a few of those yeah Yeah. i mean wilbur ross was i think wilbur ross seems like that probably came out of him because he was one who like had a can of beans and he was like you need this oh yeah that's your life and you're like what the fuck (laughs) dude i do probably i I mean purely comedically in a in a vacuum i do enjoy it when they when you know people do these big sort of staged bits it takes you know it takes courage to get up there with a can of beans and and yeah, do your prepared piece, for, especially for someone like him, who's like a just so wealthy. Like to him, it's so abstract. He's like, "What are those poor people batteries?" It's like, no, <laughs> I those mean, are, it's canned food. Another great example of this is when Mitt Romney was asked what his favorite meat is, and he says, "My favorite meat is hot dog." Uh, it's like <laughs> uh, obviously not, man. <laughs> obviously, that's not the case because you don't even know how to use <laughs> that, that noun in a sentence. <laughs> My favorite meat is hot dog. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I am man of people. It's just, yeah, the software needs an update. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about Donald Trump still in the White House. the The further we get from you know him actually not being a lame duck, the the more surreal it seems to me that he is still in the White House. Uh, and just completely disconnected from reality, still has access to, uh, you know, being the commander in chief of the biggest military in the history of the world. Uh, he, so it's being reported. He's having a hard time with his election loss should not be surprising to, uh, anyone, but the, based on how he's been tweeting, what he's been saying to his followers, the, it's always a surprise how he, you know, where his temper tantrums take him, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now, the focus of his energy seems to be um, claiming he's not going to leave the White House, uh, mm-hmm. and then also uh, talking about, you know, pardoning everybody uh, for things that he claims they didn't do, but would have to admit they did. Well, like. yeah, that, in the case of his kids, they're like, for what crimes? Or even other people, right. he's like, I can get you a pardon. And they're like, I didn't do anything. And he's right. like, yeah, but do you want one? And he's like, no, you're, <laughs> not, you're not understanding. That's not, it's not like a card I hold on to for later in life. Like, I didn't, I'm not, I've not committed a crime. All right. But he's, I think one, it's a couple of things, right? There are all this fucking scumbag scammers just smell the blood in the water. And apparently, like, if you have even, like, the most tenuous connection or link to the administration, your phone has been blowing up from, like, just the most unsavory characters begging uh, to try and get you to get their case in front of uh, the administration for a pardon. And it's, they're, you know, they're saying it. it's just an absolute just chaotic uh moment right now in the white house and the president is like really loving it too because it's like the one few things like in his like quiver of like power moves he has left and so he's just like yeah i can do that i can hook that up and we're already seeing there's already investigations into you know uh bribes for pardons schemes so i can only imagine too with him on the way out this is also a sellable thing like if i was if i was a scumbag like him and maybe i am I would start being like, okay, low key, like 
um, you need to talk to somebody else. I can get you that pardon, but you need to put $100,000 in this bank account. And then you can just start Mm. making, you walk out of there like fucking, you know, 20 million rich or whatever. But I think that's one of the other things that people are sort of looking into. But, you know, right now they say the count is around two dozen people in his orbit that he's talking about giving pardons to. And one of them is Alan Weisselberg, who was, I think, the CFO at the Trump organization. He was the guy who was behind all the checks, like the hush money payments. Um and he was also the one who they who was involved in the New York Times investigation, right? Like yeah, he was exactly. kind of their main source of documents. Right. So maybe he could get a pardon because that will help the president. But the thing is, you know, like when you get a pardon or like when you're issuing a pardon, you have to write the crimes in which they are being pardoned <laughs> for. So if that was a bribery hush money scheme to cover the president's tracks, like how are you gonna part? All right, you know what? Why don't just go ahead and pardon him, man? Uh, yeah, I, it's like an, an IOU, or right. it's issuing a pardon for the idea of a crime. Right. It's like a not it type thing. He's not. Yeah, it. yeah. What do you mean? He's not it for what? What <laughs> doing what? Crime? Just not it. He's on base. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's pretty much like I tell. I tell you who you don't need to worry about <laughs> is, is that guy right there. Why do you keep bringing this up? <laughs> Um, I would I would be surprised. Not only would I be s- shocked if he isn't doing some shady shit with pardons and like accepting money or bribes. I'd be surprised if we don't catch him doing that because he's yeah. so bad at doing things like this. And there's I bet they're on StockX right now. <laughs> like you can just fucking bid on a presidential pardon and like, right. you know, lowest bid right now, 45,000 from, you know, wherever the fuck. But yeah, it's, it, I think it's only, it's a logical right. end. And the thing with the not leaving on January 20th, that's, I mean, yes, everyone's like, yeah, he's, he's just full of shit. Cause that's who he is. And he wants to say that tough guy shit. But part of me also wants to believe him because it reminds me of like those viral videos where like white women like think they can like crash their car into a cop car and then they're surprised when they're ripped out of the fucking driver's seat but they're like no what i'm sovereign (laughs) you know what i mean like sovereign citizen yeah i feel like he has that energy too where he's gonna be like trying to get me the fuck out of here and they're like i'd like to see you try yeah watch (laughs) they're like okay and they're like ah He's like one of those sovereign citizens in court that like gets (laughs) right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, (laughs) but I don't know. I could, I honestly could see it going both ways because if you're, you're, sometimes your ego, like I think the logic would be his ego wouldn't be able to handle being tossed out of the white house and the visuals of that. But also I don't know if where his ego meets the road where it's like, but I also can't handle acknowledging the loss and going to Mar-a-Lago and not coming back. So we'll see. But I think all eyes on Mar-a-Lago uh, when you know we go into 2021 to see how quickly he returns to the Capitol. As satisfying as it would be to see him dragged out, kicking and screaming with a taser connected to his chest, uh, I do worry about what that would do in terms of all the people who seem like they're just like itching for an excuse to uh, start shooting people in the name of like mm. winning the country back. I for feel Trump like or whatever. it's going to be harder to see like that image would be harder to find than like a rods like steroid chest photos that Nike <laughs> bought up and <laughs> right. you can't find anymore. Like I feel like yeah. th- they would know you can't have like it's it would just be too uh, provocative. Yeah. But I would I would spend a lot of time looking for them. I mean, people are already doing like deep fake videos, sort of imagining it. So you know, we can live through the art. Um, when he does leave uh, the White House, the the plan has been he changes residency to Florida from New York uh, because of the way he was uh, treated in New York by uh, people. He claims that he was treated very badly, the most unfair anyone's ever been treated in New York City. That was pretty good, by the way, Jack. <laughs> hey, and it, thanks. Just as a quick sidebar, it really shines a light on what I will miss the most about uh, this presidency, which is felons, scathing <laughs> and hysterical take via impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, Fallon. He's, but you know he's going to have a, a hot take on the Biden presidency. I mean, the guy's a... 
uh, one of our great political minds. <laughs> yeah, he can't can, help yeah. himself. Can you imagine, um, like, Fallon just outs himself, and he's going, like, way hard, like, not even, like, leftist hard, like, just Fox hard, like, on Biden. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this, Jimmy? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. Biden looks like he's really sick, huh? He should probably just hand it back over to Trump. I don't know. That's what I would do anyway. Well, here's my guitar. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> also, he, he said he's being treated unfairly. Meanwhile, he's the person who called for uh, the Central Park... The the mm. guys who were yeah, accused of the Central Park Five demanded that they be executed even after it was proven that they did did nothing wrong. So uh, uh-huh. interesting double standard there. That's it, guys. I think Trump has a double standard. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, but so his plan is to move into Mar-a-Lago, uh, and that is apparently not legally like he he when he bought mar-a-lago the neighbors the people in the community did not want him to buy it he had to like do all these different things including turn it into a club uh that and that (laughs) they like put a stipulation in that was like you can't stay here for more than three weeks at a time like Mm -hmm. you're and more than three weeks out of the year uh we we don't like you uh, oh. and so he's, I don't know. It, it's just interesting. I mean, he tends to, you know, use Roy Cohn tactics to get whatever he wants in these sorts of situations. Um, it's just, it's just so like becoming the president was the worst career move he could have made. Yeah. For it a was con like, man. Yeah. It's just yeah. like just putting all your shit out there in front of everyone. So he could have lived a totally you know, be like a, it, it was still an intolerable prick, but like at least a passable life is just this caricature of a of a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah. made it's just made everything so impossible, and obviously for so many people as well. But yeah, just re- he really got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, have yeah, he beefed that one. All right, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And guy, I'm actually curious. What is the like? What what are what would you say the national consensus in New Zealand is around UFOs, uh, aliens, like as compared to what you've experienced in America? Um, we we just we struggle to do anything on the same scale as you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, that's such a nice way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't have a Roswell. Right. Um, this time last year, actually, I visited. I I, I was in Ros. I visited Roswell, New Mexico, and it was um like you know they, they sort of like ah. People said they saw something that got heavily debunked here sixty years ago. Why don't we brand our entire town around it? But here, it's like it's it's probably just um. There's nothing. There's nothing in the mainstream. You know, yeah. you talk to a few people who who are hobbyists, who sort of very like low level fringe conspiracy theorists who who get excited, but it's it's not really a a feature of discourse, right? What about over there? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We're all I, in, baby. I will say, <laughs> I dabble a little bit, and there's some yeah, wild. Yeah. Uh, there's some well, now, wild. Cons- there's some wild sightings uh, off the coast of yeah. Australia, N- and now it's in the um, southern hemisphere. It's it's almost like an exit strategy for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like this, I need this, this to be has true to be real. Yeah. <laughs> it has to. It's the only fucking explanation. <laughs> um. Well, just an update uh, that John O. Brennan, uh, very close to having my same name, was uh, <laughs> CIA, but the O is a middle initial. Um, he was CIA director under Obama, uh, so a completely you know, evil and manipulative monster, uh, but someone with the highest security clearance. Like He probably knows who killed Kennedy and all the where all the bodies are buried, all that good stuff. Uh, but the surprising thing here is not just that he's like open to the possibility that UFOs are the result of intelligent life, but also like how mysterious and completely wide open the whole thing seems to him. 
like there's <laughs> one point he says uh life besides what's in the states meaning like that other it seems to imply that other uh countries might be uh aware of different for- life forms that we're not aware of and then he okay. says that there might be life defined in many different ways uh, and something that we don't yet understand that could involve some type of activity that some might say constitute a different form of life. So it's like he's opening the door to, I don't I don't know if it's robots or what. Is what, like, fucking what? TED Talk at Burning Man? <laughs> yeah. no. What are you doing, bro? Just fucking tell me what it but is. This is the CIA vague. director. It's a fucking a, uh, but he just sounds like in a us. third grade classroom. He it legit sounds like us when we first saw those videos. He's like, you know, I think we should be open to everything. Those videos are fucking mm. wild, man. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Essentially, he's like, I don't know. When people talk about it, is there other life besides what's in the states, in the world, the globe? <laughs> life is defined in many different ways. I think it's a bit presumptuous and arrogant for us to believe that there's no other form of life anywhere in the entire universe. What that might be is subject to a lot of different views, but I think some of the phenomena we're going to be seeing continues to be unexplained and might, in fact, be some type of phenomenon uh, that is the result of something that we don't yet understand and that could involve some type of activity that some might say constitutes a different form of life. Okay, okay, you cryptic fuck. As if being the head of the CIA wasn't enough. You're like, it might be. So- Could it, it? Wouldn't it be hilarious if, it, like, we were just so wrong scientifically that, like, something like, oh yeah, water's aliens. <laughs> and we're like, what? Right. They're huh? like, yeah. What the fuck do you think? Like, <laughs> that's the whole reason shit's popping here is because of water. That shit is aliens. That's the aliens. The water. Drinking aliens. Yeah, my body is eighty percent alien. Alien, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't that the way he's speaking it, it's almost like his mind's been fucked. Like, he's totally had his mind blown. Uh, Like someone who's like just has like the calm of like seeing, like zooming out to a point where you're like, honestly, man, like clothes don't even fucking matter, dude. After the shit I've seen, (laughs) it's real higher plane of consciousness, sort of galaxy brain stuff, right? Yeah, right. It's like hearing. Anyone who is a, a very specific expert at a thing, try and explain it to you in layman's terms. And you're like, you can see that their brain is working overtime to try and articulate it in a way that's accessible. But what comes out and is just, just completely sort of, fails. Yeah, like, yeah, like there's no, there's no forward just a penetration. Word salad. It just keeps going out to yeah. the sides. A word salad where the crouton is the word phenomenon. You just use the word phenomenon. like Punctuating every couple bites of that phenomenon crunch. You know what I mean? If you took the phenomenon out, it would just be a wet mess. Yeah. The CIA did, you know, during the Cold War, have a habit of dosing each other with LSD for, you know, as a bit, kind of. And also because they thought it might be... A way to control people's minds. Iconic but, mind but, control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, may, maybe maybe he's dabbled. It sounds a little bit like uh, somebody who's- It does, yeah. Like you said, had their third eye opened a little bit. Right. It's guy who came back from a shroom trip for the first time. Yeah. Who yeah. like really just even decided to like look at a problem with this set, like with this vocabulary of just being like, mm-hmm. you know, when someone goes like, I don't know, it's weird, like- some people call it pain, and I realized if you zoom out a bit, it's a sensation. And then from yeah. there, we fork off to say whether or not that sensation is pleasure or pain. So I take a view even further back that that's sensation, not pain. And this guy's like, you know, right. it's this first line that he says, I think it's important for analysts to to do, uh, the important thing for analysts to do is not go uh, into this type of challenge, either discounting certain types of possibilities or believing in advance that is likely X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, so, that's such a good articulation of hallucinogens. It's just like, it's just a person yeah. pushing zoom out on their perspective of life. Yeah. And some whoa, people, whoa, they whoa. just get their finger caught on the zoom out button until like, they can't <laughs> get that <thing. laughs> They're like, get your get the command minus key. You know, the text is too small now. <laughs> if anyone wants to, I think one thing we're learning here is that if anyone wants to 
immobilize John O'Brennan or render him moot for like seven months. They just have to introduce him to the Joe Rogan podcast because this motherfucker (laughs) would love the Joe Rogan podcast. Or he's like too hard for Rogan. He goes on there and goes, dude, you're full of shit, dude. You don't even fucking know. You don't even fucking know. You're out here with your fucking Navy SEALs who run marathons. You're fucking stupid, man. What's this podcast even, you fuck? I I I can't be here, man. I can't even fucking be here right now with the shit I know. Like, oh my God. I talked to this journalist uh, who I want to, he's like a historian journalist who I want to develop a a podcast with. And ahead of our call, he had like clearly just like tried listening to podcasts a couple times for the first time. And that was his exact vibe. He was like, Joe, listen to Joe Rogan. What the fuck is that? Like, he was just so (laughs) unimpressed. I was like, yeah, well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that necessarily. Uh, But. He's yeah. like, what the fuck is that, man? That's the future. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holy wow. shit. Elon Musk smoked a blunt on there. I mean, <laughs> damn, dog. <laughs> Whoo. Um, let's talk uh, about America's favorite Gatorade flavor and our favorite Gatorade flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys uh, fuck with Gatorade in New Zealand? Yeah, Lucasade. Like, we got, we sort of, they're like fringe drinks here. Powerade is the sort of. Um, uh, yeah. is our version that we all we rally behind and get behind. I'm sure that they're exactly the same drink. Um, Pretty similar. I think Powerade is actually depends. a little sweeter. Oh, yeah? yeah. You guys yeah. got Powerade there as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. so, that's a Coca-Cola company. Because I think, is is Pepsi big in New Zealand? Uh, it's or not Coke as big as Coca-Cola. Pe- yeah, I'd say Pepsi's equivalent the to over there. But... um. Yeah, Powerade here is like all of our, you know, Gatorade's all the athletes over there. They love to drink Gatorade, according to the commercials. Oh, yeah. Gatorade's what <laughs> enhances their performance. The same is true for Powerade in New Zealand. Right. That yeah, have you yeah. believe every professional athlete is living on a diet. Right. Of but if you ever watch fiber, breakfast cereal, and Powerade. Yeah. But you watch professional sports, they're never drinking Gatorade. Like the physios <laughs> yeah. are like handing them like these pouches that you could never buy in a store. And they're like, drink three now. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, and they're like, yeah, yo, yeah. we can't sell that shit to normies because they'll die <laughs> if they have that kind of hydration. You're a high performance athlete. You need this yeah. other shit. But what I love about the list of flavor names that Gatorade has is that um, a lot of these are not flavors. They are not defined flavors, right? So but, yeah, this article in the takeout, uh, the Great Food blog, they got an email from like a Gatorade rep who just kind of wanted to like hit him with some inside knowledge. Now I don't know how you know reliable this is but according to them this was someone from gatorade who they like they said was giving them this information about the favorite flavors of americans of gatorade and in order of least popular to most popular it's orange then glacier freeze then lemon lime fruit punch and then the number one flavor cool blue wow that mm-hmm. that's those are that's not least popular overall. That's the top five most popular, and so you start yeah, with number he, five. This this rep from yeah Gatorade is saying that's the ones that Americans like. We're like in order of what we have to put out to keep up with people. People are loving the fuck out of that blue Gatorade. Wow, that's incredible. Only it, two of those are sort of clearly defined flavors. One right. of them is the idea of a drink, and two of them are just an adjective and a noun. I gotta right. say though, I. Like there are sometimes glacier freeze is also blue. I don't know what the difference is between cool blue and glacier freeze. They're both blue That's, flavors, but glacier, glacier freeze Gatorade is one of the few benefits of global warming is they take <laughs> runoff from glaciers right. that are melting <laughs> and they bottle it. Yeah. It's millions of years old. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm like personally, uh, the only Gatorade I buy are the ones that are like the half water, half Gatorades. Like they're mm. like lower calorie, lower, uh, oh, Gatorade wow. content. What? Hey, um, here's, a, here's an idea, Jack. Why yeah, don't you buy a regular bottle of Gatorade and oh, water yeah. it down? <laughs> yeah. Twice the value. Doesn't hit the same. Doesn't <laughs> hit the same. And they also have a fierce grape version that I think, uh, re- I, I wouldn't know that, my statement doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> what you're saying fierce is grape right. Grape is agro. Was a, the fierce flavors were a little too much for me when they came out. I was like, easy Gatorade, we get right. it. Like you're fierce as shit. But this, for me, lemon ice is one of my favorite Gatorade flavors. I don't. It's hard to find now. Um, but wow. it's like 
I remember that was like the fucking shit in the 90s when it came out because it was like it was clear as water, but it had that like refreshing lemon flavor. Then, but right now, my favorites are mango and limon pepino. The lime cucumber one is probably now 100% without a doubt my favorite Gatorade flavor. Really? I don't know if it's I've just never had it. But yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. A, you got to have it. It's, it's is fantastic. It, is, it, is it more mild than your other traditional Gatorade flavors? Like yeah. the, the flavor is stronger, but the, the way it overtakes your mouth is more like it's essence of the flavor rather than like syrup. I mean, it's still built for the North American palate. So it's, yeah, it's about <laughs> as subtle as a fucking American comedy. <laughs> Uh, but like, you know, it, it, it's still comparatively, it's, it's a departure because like you can, you can tell they're like, oh, this actually like, they're kind of the, the cucumber flavors coming through on that. And I think most yeah, people, yeah. like if you're don't culturally used to having cucumber or whatever all the time, you're like, fuck that. I give me blue. I want blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I'm definitely also lemon lime gang. I like and there's also something about the blue stuff, like something about that adventure golf tinged water that just like tells <laughs> my brain I should be refreshed. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's the color I would color in water when I was like doing coloring books as a five year old. And so it's like yeah, my yeah. brain just wants that to be the color of refreshment. And then Here I think. Yeah, and, and well, like the I, the only Powerade flavor I would ever really I remember craving. I don't know when I last had it. Is the blue? I think it's called Mountain Blast here. Yes, Mountain um, Blast. You know, because it's like you're blasting a, a mountain or whatever Just, the hell. Yeah, yeah. We all uh, have that top, sense memory. Mountain top of, removal, coal mining. But if you if you're like if you're severely like dehydrated from either exercise or or um perhaps overindulging the night before, I can still. Imagine a world in which I crave a blue, an ice cold blue Powerade. Yeah, that that's funny. I was about to say that's the one time I I'll look at blue and be like, I'll entertain it is a hangover because mm. I don't know it. I think to Jack's point, like I have this association of like that's water. That's like the right. that's the yeah. essence of water. Blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this that's chemical why... <laughs> impossible. This naturally impossible color is what I'm connecting with hydration Electric that I could blue. get out of water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why the uh, capitalist geniuses at Adventure Golf decided to color their water that that color because right. they just boiled it down. Um, yeah, barbicide also uh, should not be that color. Very tempting. I find myself yeah. just sitting there when I'm getting my hair cut, just fantasizing about gulping the whole thing down. Oh, yeah. I know I say I don't go to Whole Foods, but the reason I don't go to Whole Foods is I'm banned because I drink all the Windex <laughs> when I'm there because I'm like, give me it, fucking, you can't tell me what to do. And finally, there is a charity auction on the horizon that uh, might might be worthy of uh of our attention yeah they might be offering people i <laughs> like the... most of those dog shit charity auctions exactly <laughs> <laughs> fuck charity uh <laughs> atlantic city mayor marty small announced uh that the trump demolition auction will be going forward the proceeds from the winning bid will go to the boys and girls club yeah, uh, which provides a host of after-school educational training programs for young people in Atlantic City, and what you get if you if you win this uh, auction is the ability to blow up the the Trump, Trump Hotel, Plaza. basically. Yeah, yeah, in Atlantic City, fucking you can. Oh, whoa. For whatever, they're hoping they're going to get around. They're hoping it's at least a million dollars. Like they get to at least a million in the bidding war for this thing. But you will get to push, push the button, um, like My to, to basically <laughs> implode uh, the fucking Trump Plaza. That, yep. Thanks. Is, shout out to the Chemical Brothers. Was that um, Atlantic City was the casino he started, which lost money, right? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, all of them. But yeah, that is. <laughs> it's just city. like it is. You know. It is almost inspiring the incompetence you have to have to set up a casino and then immediately lose. It's like it's so yeah. right. 
the and house all, always wins it, unless yeah. the a real dumbass is in charge yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. like see you can see the scheme occurring to him, and right. you can see him being like, "Well, this is a sure thing." And people saying, yeah. "It's not that easy." And he goes, "Who's going to know more about this?" Huh? <laughs> and the then now with, you can blow the thing up for charity. Well, the Trump Plaza has been in bad shape for like a minute, so. If, I think it would be feel much, you know, it would be feel a lot better to blow up like the Trump Tower in New York, but you know that's for another auction uh, down mm. the road when someone buys that because he is in crippling debt. So who knows? You know, you might who by the end of this we may be able to buy some of these properties to tear them down ourselves. Um, but yeah, it's been in some pretty awful shape, and like parts of they they're kind of get kind of giving a caveat. They're like, look, we know it's kind of fucked up already, so it's it might not feel as good as blowing up the whole thing if it were intact. But you still get to blow up like a big chunk of it, and you'll see the name come down and all that. So please, please donate. It's funny yeah. to think that he like Trump's auctioning off pardons, and right. other people are just auctioning off shit he used to own. The ability right. to blow up his name, the circle of life. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, the way this country operates, they might be doing this to distract the people from the fact that they aren't actually going to try and bring any kind of justice uh, mm. for all of the transgressions and crimes he committed while in office and before. Like, it'll be like, oh, yeah, look, look, we, we can't we got to heal the nation. But you guys right. can fuck up the Trump Tower with pickaxes this Monday. <laughs> yeah. uh, like for fucking three hours, just go fucking wild with it. Uh, because we obviously don't have the resolve to actually, you know, protect the country from got future transgressors. Yeah, so eh, what are you going to do? Well, Guy, it has been a pleasure, as always, having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, experience you? If you use Twitter or Instagram and you punch in at Guy underscore Mont, M-O-N-T, you will be... Uh, treated to a, a peppering of my musings and photographs. Um, and it's, as always, i got to tell you, it's high-quality stuff. Not a lot of people run a perfect Twitter account, and right. yet somehow, here I yeah. am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there Damn. a tweeter, some other work of social media you have been enjoying? Uh, there was actually a tweet. It's, I, I, it hopefully, it hasn't already been covered, but it's... It ties in with the Joe Rogan podcast thing, which was um, by a guy called Patrick Monahan at Patty Mo, and it's uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, I read a thing about this. There's a lot of noise around Christmas in Whoville, and it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch. <laughs> That's right, Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh shit! Um, Miles, where can people find you? It's tweet you've been enjoying. Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Uh, also, uh, other podcast. I'm on a few podcasts this week. Uh, aside from 420 Day Fiance, talking 90 Day, I'm on Will You Accept This Rose, uh, Art and Marines show uh, with like Fortune Feimster and Scott Ackerman. They somehow let me up in the mix with those two people. And also on uh, Bechdel Cast uh, with Jamie and Caitlin Durante talking about uh, was it this Christmas? Yes, the movie This Christmas with Delroy Lindo and all all kinds of people. Uh, some tweets that I'm liking. Let me let me just run down the list here. Uh, this is from, uh, Derek at Derek 818-533-8005. I wonder if that's his name if you're from the Valley. I'm gonna holler at you. Uh, he says, COVID has ruined doing pushups on the gas station floor to show the gas station employee that you are strong. And I agree with that. It has ruined that. And then another person, not, uh, not here in New Zealand. <laughs> Still doing that every day. Yeah. Petrol station pushup contests are alive <laughs> yeah, and right. well. That's what you call them, petrol stations, right? Don't you over there? Yeah, that's what we call. All right, them. exactly. I, I respect because the they they put petrol in the cars. They don't not put gasoline. Gas <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next tweet I like is from at Thick Vic, uh, quote tweeting something from Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry took a like a mirror selfie where he's just like jacked, like clearly was just working out in like a very tight Under Armour shirt with his muscles bulging. And Tyler Perry's tweeting, this is what a midlife crisis looks like. I'm 51, single, and wondering what the next chapter of my life will look like. Whatever it looks like, I'm going to walk with God and be the best father. And it's like a thread. And then Thick Vic tweets, if you got a billion dollars and no hoes, that's on you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. Um, 
That's funny calling him Tyler without the Tyler Perry is. Yeah, that actually weird. sounded really weird. <laughs> Tyler you know why? Because is the otherwise, it's always player. a white person. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And Tyler Perry is the one. Like we have to modify it with that to yeah. make like that's right. Tyler Perry, the black mm. man, not any Tyler who. I, everyone, <laughs> Tyler. close your eyes. When I say Tyler, what do you see? Is because it's not Tyler. When I you say, say Tyler, Tyler you say lacrosse. Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I see some muscle bound, red headed guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, terrifying. Oh, you can open your eyes, guy. You, you look yeah. terrified. No, no, no. I'm, I'm quite liking this. <laughs> he says one single tear streaming down his eye, though. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so strong. Tweet I've been enjoying from Grace Spellman. She tweeted, me, gender is a social construct. Me to my cat. Mr. Sir, you are just a little boy who is a man, Mr. <laughs> Sir boy. <laughs> uh... You can find really me on good. Twitter at Jack uh, underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding into this afternoon upon? Uh, I guess the weekend too, right? Not just that, the weekend. Yeah. Uh, this track weekends, is called. I prefer the weekend. Week- oh, 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 son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the guitar was out of tune. Um, so, this is a track by Nate Mercero called This Simulation is a Good One. Uh, very interesting <laughs> title because, like, the vibe is very, like, sort of like new jazzy. Uh, almost sounds like like loading screen music from like Ridge Racer from the like if it had way more swag like it's got this very familiar like sort of cheesy quality to it but also rhythmically it's like super on point and it just it feels like like swaggy elevator music and I love it so this is Nate Mercero with the really apt title aptly titled this simulation is a good one that is a great title reminds me of a. Uh midnight gospel the midnight gospel uh the daily side you guys are a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for this morning we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you all then bye bye, bye also bye.